What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost Lifting Talk. I'm really excited about today's episode. This is an episode that I feel like needed to be aired a long time ago. I've kind of touched on some of this stuff before in, I think, the second or third episode that I ever put out on this podcast. It was an episode that was, the title of it was Nutrition 101, Setting Up a Diet, excuse me, Nutrition 101, Setting Up a Diet Best for You. And today's is going to be similar to that, but I am going to show you how to build your own diet that works best for you. So instead of trying to follow a fad diet, instead of trying to go keto, instead of trying to go vegan, instead of trying to go low fat or whatever it is, I'm going to help show you how to take the things that you like um, with your nutrition. If you like to eat high carb, if you like to eat high fat, um, whatever it may be, the times of days that you like to eat, if you like to skip breakfast, if you don't like to skip breakfast, all these different things, I'm going to show you how to implement the things that you will enjoy the most and still produce the result that you're wanting to get. So really we're individualizing your diet to you because we're going to base things off of principles that have to be adhered to, but the methods we use to adhere to those principles are going to be methods that you enjoy. Instead of trying to fit a certain diet into your lifestyle, we're going to make your Excuse me, I said that wrong. Instead of trying to fit your lifestyle into a particular diet, we're going to make your diet fit into your lifestyle. And now with that said, that doesn't mean that it'll be super easy. It's going to be super convenient and you're never going to have any struggles and things are going to be perfect. Whenever you go into a diet and structure things to produce a result that you want, especially with fat loss, there's going to be some struggle and inconvenience involved with that regardless because we have to adhere to a certain caloric intake and there's certain principles that have to be adhered to that we're going to go over for to produce the result that you're trying to get now that doesn't mean that you have to eat only healthy foods or you have to eat five small meals a day or eat at particular times or cut out food groups entirely cut out sugar ban different things Um, We can we can take different methods that you're going to enjoy most sticking to as long as we're adhering to the big principles, which are your overall caloric intake every day, depending on your goal. If you're trying to lose fat, we obviously have to be in a caloric deficit. If you're trying to gain muscle and that's your priority, then we want to be in a slight surplus Um, and then focusing on protein. You need to make sure you're getting in a sufficient amount of protein for your body, which is somewhere around. 0.75 to 1 gram of protein per pound of body mass, which we've talked about that a lot. If you want to hear like the fine details about that kind of stuff, I recommend going back to setting up or episode three, nutrition 101, setting up a diet for you, because that's going to explain a lot of the nitty gritty details like that. But what I'm going to do is help you understand why you can put methods in place that are individualized to your liking as long as you're adhering to those principles and produce the result that you want. This is the exact thing that I do with all of my clients when I bring somebody on. I don't have a particular diet that I have them follow. I just give them guidelines that they need to follow So, and then I help them create a, a diet inside of that that they're going to be able to adhere to, enjoy. It's not going to restrict their life so that they can actually produce the result and sustain that result because that's the biggest thing. If you have to sacrifice your entire life just to lose weight, well, once you lose the weight and you're sick of sacrificing your life, chances are you're going to end up putting that weight back on. So the goal when going through a diet is to understand that you have to do do it in a way that you're going to be able to enjoy it 
throughout your life and sustain those results through your life. There's no sense in putting in a ton of hard work up front and, and going through a super miserable diet all just to throw it away on the back end because you don't want to maintain that your results following that particular diet and you don't understand the, the correct principles to put in place to be able to maintain your weight without suffering the way you had to, to lose the weight. So without further ado, like I said, I'm super excited to hop into this episode. Let's just get right into it. So what makes a diet successful long-term? Why are people able to create success and then are able to hold on to the success that they created? Say somebody's lost 50 pounds. What help somebody be able to sustain that 50 pound weight loss instead of lose the weight and put it back on. Generally, it comes down to four different things that helps them be able to sustain that and make the diet successful long-term so you can enjoy the results for your lifetime instead of just enjoying them while you're going through the process of losing weight. So those four staples inside of a diet are usually that the diet creates an en- the correct energy balance. So like I said before, if your goal is fat loss, that energy balance needs to be a caloric deficit, meaning that you're burning more calories every single day than you're putting into your body through food. What that does is creates a negative energy balance, and it's going to force your body to lose weight over time. Like I've said a million times before on this podcast as well, it's not about the particular food groups you're eating. There aren't certain foods that produce fat loss and certain foods that automatically make you store fat. It's the collection of your diet as a whole that makes that, that produces whatever result that is. If you gain fat, it's because you're eating too much, too many calories as a whole. You're eating more calories than what your body burns in a day. So that doesn't mean that you got fat because of dairy, you got fat because of carbs, you got fat because of fat, or you got fat because of processed food. You got fat because you ate too many calories. You ate more calories for a consistent amount of time than what your body was burning. And so your body had nothing to do with those excess calories, but store them in the form of body fat. So that's first and foremost to understand that a successful diet will have to create the correct energy balance. Now, if you want to lose fat, like I said, you have to create caloric deficit. If you want to, if your main goal is muscle, then you're going to have to create a slight caloric surplus. Now, we don't want that surplus to be too big because we're trying to just produce muscle. If we, if the surplus is much higher than what your body burns in a day, then you're going to store excess fat, and that's going to be um, not what you're looking for. You're looking just to put on muscle. So we're just looking to slightly eat more calories every single day than what your body burns to give your body enough energy to be able to put on muscle. Pair that with the, your training a proper training program, and you can make that happen long-term successfully. The second key to a successful long-term diet is anticipating metabolic fatigue and adaption. So over time, your metabolism slowly starts to adapt to whatever you're giving it. Meaning, if you're in a fat loss phase over time, your body doesn't want to to lose fat for a, a consistent long amount of time. It's not in your body's best interest to lose tissue because the more tissue that you lose ultimately would lead to lead to death in the long run. And your body doesn't want to die obviously. So your metabolism is trying to adapt. So it doesn't have to keep losing tissue. So this means we have to periodize our nutrition. We can't always be in a deficit. Generally, I'll take somebody into a deficit for three to six months or so. The metabolism will start to adapt and then we'll have to reverse calories back up closer to a maintenance to push the metabolism back up just to keep it healthy, keep your hormones high, keep your stress levels as low as possible, keep your energy levels as high as possible. So your sleep's up, you're not always stressed out with anxieties and your training is better. So you can't always be on a diet. There's three steps, three phases to a diet. There's losing the weight, 
There's reversing your metabolism back up to around a maintenance to recover the metabolism after the weight is lost. And then third is maintaining that weight. So you have to understand that inside of any diet that's going to be successful, you have to anticipate that type of metabolic fatigue and adaption. As it adapts, we can keep lowering calories over time to keep creating progress, but at some point to avoid hormone damage and just flat out plateaus, we have to give that metabolism a break by slowly increasing calories over time just to give you the break that you need. Key number three to a long-term successful diet is including foods that you enjoy eating. Now, this doesn't mean that you're just going to be able to eat whatever you want all of the time. There are some core principles that you're going to want to stick to. You need to include enough lean proteins to support um, the needs of protein inside your body. You're definitely going to want to make sure you're eating enough fiber through veggies, through fruits, so that you're getting in your fiber requirements to help with digestion. You're also getting in all of your micronutrients that you're going to need. We need to include these every single day, regardless, just for overall health issues. But if we go back to point number one, create the correct energy balance, we can still include the food, some of the foods that you enjoy to eat and still create the result that you want inside of your diet. So that if that means that you enjoy having a dessert a couple times a week, if that means that you enjoy eating more carb-dense foods, if that means that you enjoy eating more fat-dense foods, it's okay if that means that you enjoy eating some processed foods sometimes. Those are all fine to include as long as you're adhering to that caloric intake that you need for your body paired with enough lean protein every day and you're including at least some fruits and some veggies every single day to help with micronutrients in your fiber intake. As long as you're checking those boxes, you can include the foods that you want to include. Now, if that means you want to be more carb heavy, like I said, or more fat heavy or eat some sugary dense foods, whatever it may be, those foods can be included as long as you're adhering to the major principle. Why fad diets work most of the time is because for people who overeat these types of foods, palatable foods, foods that are easy to overeat on because they taste good. So you'll just kind of keep eating without really thinking about it. And then you end up eating a ton of calories. What fads diet do, like what keto does is it completely shuts any of that off. So if somebody eats a ton of sugar all the time and they're getting most of their um, over intake of calories in the form of sugary carb dense foods. Well, if you cut those completely out automatically, they're going to be eating a lot less calories per day because they've cut out an entire food group that they were overeating on before. So it's going to bring them down into a deficit. So it's not that they were losing fat because of ketosis. It's because they restricted, restricted a food group entirely and it turned their day into eating into, to, into a caloric deficit consistently, and that's what produced fat loss. It wasn't that carbs were making them fat. It was that they were eating too many calories in the form of carbs that, that was making them fat. They could have done the same thing without cutting out carbs and still produce the same result given if they would have equated the calories regardless of what they were made up of. So, so that's important to understand. You have to understand yourself. Do you like to – what foods do you enjoy – the most. You don't need to completely restrict them. But now here's another thing with that that's important. And these are called trigger foods. If there's foods that you have that you know, if you start eating and you won't be able to stop and end up going over on your caloric intake, just because you know that you don't have the self-discipline to stop eating a certain food and it's going to make you go over on your calories, then it's probably a good idea to not include that sort of food into your diet. Let's say that it's cereal 
for that's that's my trigger food is cereal. If I have one bowl, I'm always going to want a second and a third bowl, and it's super hard to stop myself from eating that second or third bowl. So for the most part, if I'm gonna if my calories are restricted, I'm in a weight loss phase. I'll just keep cereal away because I know if I start eating cereal, I'm going to overeat on it, and it's going to end up ruining my goals. So so understand there's a fine balance there. You can definitely eat whatever you want as long as you're like I already said with the protein and your caloric intake, you're staying. Um, aware of all of that, but if there are certain foods that you know if you're trying to include and you're going to end up overeating on them just because you can't control yourself, then it's probably a good idea to stay away from those foods. But just understand you can include all foods into your diet. You don't have to cut things out because it's necessarily bad for you. As long as you're adhering to the principles, you can eat what you want and still get the result that you're looking for. And the last key point to building a sustainable, long-term successful diet for yourself would be that the diet doesn't restrict your lifestyle too drastically. Now, I touched on this in the intro a little bit. There is going to be some sacrifice. Regardless of how you choose to go about it, restricting your caloric intake and staying consistent with that for a given a period of time is going to cause some sacrifice and inconvenience to be consistent with that day in and day out. It's never going to be super easy. And anybody tells you that it is going to be is generally trying to sell you something or trick you in some sort of way into into their way is the best way because it's not hard at all every diet is hard to lose weight it's not easy it takes a lot of consistency and a lot of patience but at the same time that doesn't mean that to lose weight and to be successful you have to completely stop going out to eat with your family that you need to stop completely restrict certain food groups it doesn't mean that you have to cook yourself a, a different meal than your family every single night to be able to adhere to it and get the result that you want. You can make your diet fit your lifestyle. So if you want to go out to eat, it's just going to take a little bit of pre-planning to understand what you're going to eat when you're out or sacrificing a little bit in the day to be able to have a higher caloric meal at night. And so once you start to understand this and you can mix and match to, to create a diet that works best for you that's not restricting you from going out on dates, from going to the parties that you want to go to. If that means having a little bit of alcohol on the weekends, if you want to still do that, there's ways to make all of that fit in given you're adhering to the main principle of your caloric intake and eating enough protein every single day. So now I've expanded on the four different main points of a successful long-term diet. Let's just reiterate them one more time. Number one, it creates the correct energy balance inside of your body. Number two, the diet anticipates metabolic fatigue and adaption. So you're periodizing the caloric deficit, the caloric surplus, and maintenance levels. Number three, it includes foods that you enjoy eating. And number four, it doesn't restrict your lifestyle too drastically. That is at the core of any successful diet. Those four main points, anybody that's successful and looks the way that you want to look is incorporating those four points. And if they're not, I promise you if you give them some time, they're not going to look the same way that they look now. If you're trying to get to a point where you can sustain a certain result and look the way that you want to look, you have to create a diet that includes these four things or it's never going to work. And they're all just as important as the last or else it's not going to end up being as sustainable and long-term as you want it to be. So let's make this practical. Let's say that we'll take me for example. What I'll do a lot of the time is I like to fast in the mornings. So by fasting, it allows me to be able to eat more calories at night because it's like I've just taken calories from the morning that I didn't eat. So it leaves me with more calories later on to have bigger meals to go to bed full. Now with this, I don't intermittent fast because I think intermittent fasting is what is creating 
the result that I'm trying to get. I use intermittent fasting as a method to adhere to the overall calories I'm supposed to be eating every single day. And it just helps me adhere to that. Now, I understand if I have a morning that my family's going out to eat breakfast or something like that, does that mean because I fast that I can't eat with them in the morning because it's going to mess up my goals because I'm, I'm intermittent fasting? No, absolutely not. I just use intermittent fasting as a method when it's convenient for me so I can eat more food later on at night. If I'm going to have breakfast with the family, it just means I'm not going to be able to eat as much at night. But as long as I can still adhere to hitting my caloric intake, eating um, enough protein every single day for my body, I'm going to still produce the result that I want because I'm adhering to the principle that I just said. It's not the method of intermittent fasting that's creating the result. It's the principles that the method is helping me stick to. So here's another example. Let's say that you're eating low carb. You're trying to do the keto diet. Well, let's say you go out one night and there are carbs for dinner and you have some of those carbs. Well, is that going to completely wreck your diet and stop you from reaching the goal that you want to reach? No, it's not. Again, going keto is just helping you adhere to staying in a caloric deficit. Now, if you add some carbs in, you're still going to lose fat given you, you adhere to the caloric deficit, the principle. The method here is just that you're cutting carbs to adhere to a certain caloric intake every single day to keep in a deficit so that you can lose fat. It's not that the carbs were making you fat. It's that that's just helping keep you in a caloric deficit, the principle overall. So it's understanding, do you want to eat keto? Do you see yourself eating keto forever? Do you, or do you just enjoy doing it sometimes, but, but there might be certain points in your life or in your week to week where you're not going to be able to adhere to that. Well, if you're just using it as a method to adhere to the principle, then then you have the understanding that it's not keto that's making you lose fat. It's that it's keeping you in that caloric deficit over time. And so from here, we can really start individualizing things. If you want to eat high carb, then we'll, we'll create a diet that's high carb but still adheres to the principles um, in the long run. There's all sorts of different ways to go about this. I hope this is kind of opening your brain up a little bit to understand that it's not any of these particular diets that's creating a result. It's just the principle that it's helping you sustain in the long run. So you can take a little bit from every diet out there that you enjoy or that you hate, you don't have to incorporate, and you can still go get the result that you want given you're willing to keep track of your caloric intake every day, keep track of your protein intake every day, and um, just make sure that you're eating some healthy foods, some veggies, some fruits every single day, just to keep your micronutrient intake up, your fiber intake up for digestion and just overall health purposes in that sense. So like I said, I hope this is opening your mind up a little bit to the possibilities of, of how you can go out and create a diet that's going to work best in your situation. And this is what's going to create long-term results. Because if you can create a diet that, that you don't hate, that isn't too bad in your situation that you can adhere to every single day and it's not causing a lot of stress or inconvenience, well, then you're going to be able to sustain those results. Because once you go through the long fat loss phase, well, then as we bring calories up, if you're already enjoying the way that you're eating, but you get to start to eat more calories in that same sort of manner, well, then you're just going to enjoy it even more. And then from there, once we take you through a reverse diet, up calories, get you to a point where you're you're comfortable and your hormones are back up to high levels, your energy levels are back up, your stress levels are low, your training's going well, well, then we can just maintain and keep eating in that same fashion for the most part because you've created the right habits around 
the methods that you enjoy that adhere to the principle so that you can enjoy it for the long term. This is how long term results are made. You can do this exact same thing. If you're stressed out about dieting, if you're hating the diet that you're currently on, if you feel like it's creating a bunch of restriction in your life and it's just making you miserable overall, it does not have to be that way. You can create a diet that fits your lifestyle instead of following a diet and making your lifestyle fit into it. It just takes a little bit of extra knowledge. It takes a little bit of an open mind because we're always marketed these different methods that this is the way to do it. This is how this is how my aunt did it. This is how my cousin did it. This is how my neighbor did it. And this is how you need to do it. It's that's all a bunch of bull crap. If you'll just understand that if you'll just try to gain the knowledge needed and have the patience it takes to actually make it happen for yourself. You can go out and make it happen for yourself. That's for anything in life, especially when it comes to your diet though. If you'll just have the patience and rely on evidence-based material instead of somebody's opinion, you're going to be able to go out and create long-term success for yourself. Now, there's going to be people that disagree with it. When it comes to dieting, it's like it's almost like a, a religion. People are heavily opinionated on what works and what doesn't. If you go to talk to somebody that's super invested in the keto, they'll tell you why eating carbs makes you makes your insulin levels spike, which automatically makes you store fat. And if you um, the vegans will tell you why meat is terrible for you, and you're going to die sooner because you're eating meat every single day. There's just a lot of different opinions out there. But if you'll strip the opinions away and just look at nutrition as a whole, the principles inside of it, you can go create a diet that's going to work best in your situation. Now, if you're wondering, well, Chaz, I don't know how many calories I'm supposed to be eating. I don't know exactly how much protein I'm supposed to be eating. And I don't understand what foods to be eating. I don't know how what foods to eat to hit these numbers. Well, I do have a free resource, and I've talked about this a million times, that is the Macro Starter Kit. I always link it down below. You can go download, download that for 100% free. It'll help you set up a starting caloric intake for you just to get the ball rolling. It might not be the perfect number. If anybody tells you that they can give you the perfect caloric number that you need for your body, they're lying to you. What this does is get you in the rough ballpark, and then you'll need to make adjustments over time to that number to better suit your goal. If you're trying to lose weight and you're not losing one to two pounds per week on that caloric intake, well, then you're going to need to adjust it down slightly. But And I'll also give inside of the macro starter kit, you'll also learn how to correct or correctly set up your protein levels. So depending on... Your body fat levels, it'll get help you create the right formula to set up how much protein you should be eating every single day between 0.75 to 1 gram per pound. It'll walk you through that a little more extensively. And then there's 15 different recipes inside of that starter kit that are all high protein, lower calorie to help you every single day understand what food you can start eating to create the result that you're looking for. So hopefully this helps you. Hopefully it gives you a bit of an idea of, of what to go out and do. I... I strongly encourage you, if you're struggling right now on your diet, if you're not sure if what you're doing is right, or if you're just hating what you're doing, take a step back. Start to understand that these principles are what's going to push your results in the long run and help you be able to sustain them in the long run. It's not worth being miserable now doing something to quit on it later and then lose the results you got from it because you hated doing it in the first place. That's like saying in the same place. It's, it's like suffering for no reason when you could just take a step back. It might take a second to understand. It might be a little bit more complicated up front, 
but it's going to simplify for you as you get going. You're going to be happy that you took the time to invest into yourself, into your knowledge to understand what it's really going to take to get serious about this and produce the long-term result that you're wanting. So I hope this was some value to you. I hope you took something away from it. I really appreciate you for listening. If you did take away some value and you feel like somebody else could take away a lot of value from this and benefit from it as well, I would love it if you could take a screenshot of this episode, post it on your story, tag me, and I will shoot you a message thanking you for listening. I love to see who's listening, who's taking value from this, who's not, and different things like that. You can also always leave a review down below. I'm aware that that's only for iTunes if you're listening on Spotify. You can't leave a review, but if you are on iTunes, if you could leave it a review, leave it a written review, that even helps more. The more reviews that I get, the more popular it becomes and the more it'll show up in other people's feeds so that more and more people can keep listening to the podcast. So I really do appreciate it. I hope you guys have a great day and I'll talk with you soon.